Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I got to sit down with Stephanie Zhang. She's the founder of Mount Lai. Um, it is a gua sha and wellness company, and I love following them on TikTok. They have the best products, and I love learning about how she drew inspiration from her cultural roots and started her own business. Take a listen. Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. I'm super excited to sit down with Stephanie Zhang. She's the founder of Mount Lai. You might have seen her gua shaing on TikTok, which is where I found you, and then I met you in real life, and I was like fangirling. I was like, oh my god, you're the gua sha girl. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you got into it. How did you start your business? Like, what was kind of the origin story? Yeah, for sure. I mean, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor <laughs> yes. to be here. Um, I'm excited to chat again. But essentially, um, Mount Lai was really inspired by my, by my grandmother. So she has been practicing gua sha and jade rolling for over 50 years. So for those who don't know, what is gua sha? Just so they have yeah, like an understanding. Absolutely. So gua sha roughly translates to to scrape in Chinese, and it is a healing modality in traditional Chinese medicine. Um, that is the practice of using a flat, typically stone tool against the skin to um, target stagnation and help restore the flow of qi. So it's a really um, incredibly healing, detoxifying practice. Amazing. So your grandma was always gua shaing. Yeah, so growing up, I would always, you know, watch her do her skincare routine, and a lot of that has um, made such a big impact on me and has really passed down to me. Amazing. So it, I've just, like, started seeing things about gua sha in the past couple years, but this is something that, you know, you were saying, like, your grandma's been doing for her whole life. So it's just entering, like, the mainstream, like, kind of Western way of our, like, beauty routines. Have you always been doing it since, like, you started, you know, yeah. taking care of your skin? I would say... I agree. We're definitely seeing an appreciation for traditional Chinese medicine and traditional Chinese medicine practices increase over the years. Um, and it's something that I started incorporating as I got older. Um, when I was younger, it wasn't really something that I appreciated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but the older I get, the more I really appreciate all the wisdom that gets passed down to me from my grandmother and my mom um, in my family. Um, but... So growing up, I actually had really bad skin. So I struggled a lot with eczema. I struggled really extensively with um, acne. And it wasn't until I started incorporating more traditional Chinese medicine ideologies and practices. So the idea of treating your skin um, from the root cause rather than just the symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until then that I really started to see improvement in my skin. And your skin looks beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. That's the best compliment. But I definitely still struggle with it. Um, I still deal with acne and eczema and it is, you know, always a journey. Totally. So from practicing gua sha on your own, how did that, you know, stem into starting like a business around it? Yeah. Um, so originally I, so for context, my grandmother has had her jade roller and her gua sha tools for over 50 years. Wow. Um, and then once I started getting more into my practice, when I went to order um, tools of my own, um, the ones I, I bought kept breaking. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just kind of that source of frustration. Like there must be, like, why is there not a better quality, better crafted facial tool out there in the market? And that's kind of what inspired me to start my own. So 
we kind of stumbled upon it. What were the first steps that you took when you were like, okay, this is a problem that I need to Mm -hmm. solve. Like, how did you go about making those like first moves? And did you like set out to start a business or just like solve your own problem? Yeah, I, I mean, I could not have anticipated that Mount Lai would have grown to like where it is now. It's been such a crazy journey, but yeah, I started with um, only a couple hundred products. I was still working full time. And the first step, the first step that I took was to really find um, a manufacturer that we could work really closely with and fine tune all of the details. So our first product was a jade roller and we were trying to figure out how do we make a jade roller that doesn't squeak. Mm-hmm. So we had like innovative um, little end caps put where the metal meets the stone to avoid squeaking and to have it roll really smoothly. Um, we worked really closely with them to source the best jade and the best rose quartz. Um, we had really stringent QA processes. So just working with them really closely on the whole process to make sure that we had this well-crafted facial tool. Um, And then from there, so I started with a couple hundred tools. Um, I launched in November of 2017. Like I said, I was still working full-time and we just put it on pre-order on the website and um, we ended up like flying through the product. So we sold out. How did your first customers find out about you? Yeah, I just through Instagram. Um, I shared it on Instagram. I sent it to a few of my other, um, you know, like skincare passionate friends. So were you like a skincare influencer before you launched Mount Lai? Like, did you have like a following and that's how people found you? Yeah, but I would say I I had like an okay following, like a pretty small following, but mm-hmm. um, a pretty very like niche yeah. like skincare um, dedicated following. Um, and how that Instagram started is, like I said, I always struggled with my skin um, and I kind of stumbled upon that. Um, so just sharing the products that worked for me and my learnings and my skincare education. Which is, I think some, like the best ways, like some of the best companies come out of like your own passions yeah. and like your own like frustrations and trying to like solve issues that you're facing yourself yeah. instead of being like, okay, I want to start a company. Like, what is that going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of comes like really organically. Yeah. And the clear cut was like really similar. similar. Yeah. yeah. It started as a blog and then kind of like was an Instagram yeah. and then like a business. So I very, very similar stories. So then you sold out of like your first hundred mm-hmm. products and you were like, oh my God, like this is something people want to buy. Yeah. And from there we just kept growing. So we, even to this day, we're completely bootstrapped. Wow. Um, so just continuing to reinvest the profits back into the business and build build a really um, sustainable company. And did you ever like consider taking like outside capital and like, why didn't you? Yeah, Um, I think it's definitely something that every business at some point considers. Mm -hmm. But for us, it was um, we were we're very careful to manage our cash flow. So as long as there is not a need for it at this time, we're probably not going to take it. Um, I think you always hear from other founders who do take it where it's kind of like a double-edged sword where it's nice to have, but then there are so many like stipulations and things. You're not in control of your business anymore. Like fully. Totally. So I found you because I am addicted to TikTok and like came up and I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. So when did you make that transition? Have you always been like getting a lot of your followers from social media? Mm -hmm. And what are like some tactics that you've used to like, get more Mm -hmm. customers and followers and all that. Yeah. So TikTok is definitely a newer channel for us, Mm -hmm. but we've always been very digital first. Um, So 
before TikTok, it was Instagram. Right. Um, and Instagram is still a huge channel for us. Mm-hmm. But um, we didn't start TikTok until maybe I would say like the end of 2020, beginning of 2021. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like I was so bad at video. Oh my God. Same. Um, <laughs> It was a huge learning curve. I think in the beginning I had to Google, like, how do I post a TikTok video? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we didn't start, I would say, really seriously until maybe like the beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a couple of videos really blow up. Um, and that completely changed the game for us where we have had so many customers that have found us through TikTok. And I think it's like a perfect platform for kind of what you're doing because yeah. it's so visual. You have to demonstrate like how mm-hmm. to do it. So what is the difference between gua sha and like facial yoga? Yes, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, so facial yoga is definitely more either like with your hands mm-hmm. or with movements of the face, whereas gua sha is the practice of actually using the tool against the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that they're quite complementary. Um, So people also always ask, like, what's the difference between using your hands and using a tool? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm a holistic esthetician and I personally love both, but they kind of do different things. So with a facial tool, like a gua sha tool, it allows you to have more even pressure and also lighter pressure. Um, So with your hands, it's really it's way more difficult to target the limb system since it is right underneath the surface of the skin. Um, Whereas with a facial tool, you're able to apply more gentle, even pressure. Um, And then it also allows you to target points that you may not easily access on your face, like acupressure points, deeper massage points, things like that. So are there benefits beyond just like having nice skin with gua sha? Yeah, I, so I feel like because of TikTok, everyone knows gua sha as that practice that like sculpts your face. Yeah, it like lifts mm-hmm. your like double chin or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's incredibly um, lifting, contouring, sculpting, like really deep puffing. But one of my favorite benefits of gua sha is actually its ability to just help with overall skin health. Um, and how that works is so it really helps support lymphatic drainage. And the lymph system. And I hear a yeah. lot about lymphatic drainage, yeah. but I have no idea like really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the lymph system is um, the system in the body that removes toxins and waste. Um, and unlike the other systems in the body, it actually doesn't have its own pump. So it relies on like muscle movements and movements on um, other parts of the body. So as a result, sometimes you, you can get stagnation. Um, and then lymphatic drainage really helps um, encourage the removal of waste from the skin it really helps restore the flow and the benefits are really twofold because when you help um you know encourage the removal of the toxins from the cells and from the body it actually increases your body's ability to um uh, absorb nutrients Mm -hmm. can you gua sha wrong like what if i do it wrong yeah (laughs) i would say a few there are like a few of the very common mistakes that we see quite frequently. Um, one, the biggest one is um, a, trying to wash on dry skin. So we always recommend first prepping the skin with product. Um, and that's actually how we came up with our skincare line because we were getting so many questions about, you know, like, like what do you use? Yeah, yeah. What product do you use? So I'd say that's a big one. You want the tool to glide smoothly across the skin instead of tugging on the skin. Um, and then the second biggest one is probably um, digging the edge in 
into your skin rather than um, holding it flatter against. So you're actually using the flatter side of the tool to gently stretch the fascia of the skin. And you have like a few different types mm -hmm. of like stones and products. Are there like different types of stones that are better for certain people and certain issues? Or like, yeah. how do you pick it? Because I'm like paralyzed whenever I'm yeah, like ordering. Yeah. I'm like, what, which one do I do? Do I go with the one that I think looks pretty mm -hmm. or like, you know? Yeah. We ultimately like to say that it comes down to personal preference. So at the end of the day, it's whatever speaks to you. Um, but we say that they have different metaf metaphysical properties. So jade is known as the stone of eternal youth. It's very balancing. So that's probably the one I want, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas rose quartz is known as a stone of love and it's really soothing. Mm -hmm. um, our black obsidian is naturally warming. So we like to say that's be it's better for blemish prone skin um, because you can use it warm and it's really healing. Um, and then we just came out with our stainless steel version. Oh, cool. Which was very highly requested from professionals. So like estheticians that wanted to do a really thorough sanitation of their products. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. So how, let me see. What were some of the entrepreneurial like projects you worked on that helped you launch Mount Lai? Yeah, I actually stumbled upon entrepreneurship um when I was in high school kind of by accident mm -hmm. um so before that I thought I was going to be an eye doctor and <laughs> I was going in that direction and then um so for context I was a huge Harry Potter nerd okay. back in the day um and when I was in high school Tumblr was really big yeah so um I made a lightning bolt necklace out of Palmer clay to wear to the midnight premiere of Harry Potter movie <laughs> <laughs> and I posted it on Tumblr um and then I got so many messages from people being like, oh, like, is this for sale? Or, oh, can I buy this from you? And I was like, when you're you in high what? school? Yeah, when I was in high school, I was 15. Um, and I was like, you know, like, let me just set up like this. It was like this really dinky, like, five product website. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I started selling this, like, handmade Palmer clay jewelry. <laughs> um <laughs> online and it kind of grew from there so i promoted it on instagram and on tumblr um and it turned into this business that helped um really like light the entrepreneurship bug under me and it also helped um pay my way through college so oh it was my like God. a really great learning experience so when did you decide to stop doing that yeah <laughs> i would say when i got to maybe like my sophomore year or junior year of college it got super busy. I was like still like hand making all the jewelry and I was like, this is not sustainable. Um, and you know, I started it just kind of like a fun passion project hobby mm -hmm. at the time. And then you were in school to be an eye doctor. Oh no. So that's <laughs> okay. So <laughs> once I started the business, um, I was like, oh, this is actually really fun and I really enjoy it. So that's what led me to end up going to, um, NYU for business. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so I went to NYU changed. too. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> not for business for like communications yeah <laughs> awesome so did you know like when you graduated from college like you're like I'm gonna start another business I knew at some point I wanted to I just didn't realize it was gonna be so soon mm -hmm. um I graduated in 2017 in May of 2017 and I started Mount Lai in November of 2017 so it like just kind of came like really quickly and organically mm -hmm. and you're like okay like I know how to do this like yeah, I mean, there was definitely a huge learning curve, of course, um, but you learn, you learn as you go, I'm sure as you know. Were, like, did you have any, like, entrepreneurial, like, figures, like, growing up? Like, were, was your family, like, 
did they have their own business or did you have any like figures that you like looked up to for like advice? Yeah, I would say my, no one in my family really um, started their own business. <laughs> so my parents are actually both chemists. Oh, cool. Yeah. But do they help you with like your mm-hmm, skincare line? Yeah, That's so amazing. My my dad helps formulate all of our products. So he has his master's in chemistry. Uh-huh. Um, and then he also works in our skincare studio. So he he probably made those um, too many oh my facial God. oils. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. Just have like a chemist on hand. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's been really fun. Um, but I would say um, one person that was so helpful and kind since the beginning is um, Christine, the fa- co-founder of Glow Recipe. Oh, really? Yeah. So she's been awesome, just giving me advice um, and lending support. How did you like and? like get in touch with her originally yeah so we met i met her at a glow recipe event um back when i was you know doing my skincare content oh my god amazing well it's so cool to find like other like women entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. like mentors like in the field because i feel like it's really hard to like actually build like a true like mentorship Mm -hmm. or like friendship with someone that like has kind of been through it yeah for sure and Mm -hmm. i would also say like just being in the e-commerce space it's still really male dominated Mm -hmm. um but it's nice to see more females entering space and a lot more asian females yeah for (laughs) sure and in skincare um what are your top like skincare do's and don'ts for skincare do's i mean we all know this one definitely wears spf super important um it depends though, right? Didn't yeah. they like come out and say like Banana Boat had like some like cancer causing? Oh yes, there was that whole fiasco. Yeah. Um, I think clean SPF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, growing up, that's something that my mom and my grandmother have definitely instilled in me. So yeah. just growing up with sun protection and SPF and all of that, um, that's a big one. The second is, I think there's a lot of focus on skincare products but so i'm a holistic esthetician and i really like to think about things from a holistic perspective Mm -hmm. so skincare products and what you apply topically are definitely super important but there's also so many other factors that impact your skin um, from what you're putting into your body how much sleep you're getting your lifestyle um, even like really simple things like regularly cleaning your phone Mm. um, cleaning your pillowcases all of that so those are don'ts, like don't. Do, those, don't so those do. are do. Oh, okay. Those are do's. And then for don'ts, um, I would say my biggest one is I'm seeing a lot of overexfoliation. Oh yeah. Um, and didn't they say like physical exfoliants like aren't really great for you? Yeah, physical exfoliants can definitely be really harsh. Um, and I personally like I love chemical exfoliants, but I think now we're also entering a stage where. There's a lot of like over exfoliation, even with chemical exfoliants. I might be, I might be guilty <laughs> of that. Yeah, I just feel like um, for a lot of these, so the actives are getting stronger, like the percentages are increasing, um, and people are using them daily or twice a day, and it's just a lot on the skin. Because I feel like um, you get like that immediate, like, oh my god, my skin looks so glowy, mm-hmm. so you get like addicted to yeah, that, like sure. immediate, like. 
I don't know, positive reaction. So I'm guilty of uh, probably exfoliating daily, so I should probably cut it down. Yeah, (laughs) and it also depends on like your skin and the type of exfoliant that you're using. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's something that I was really um, guilty of when I was struggling a lot with acne. Mm -hmm. And it's almost counterintuitive because I would just like slather my skin with acne treatments and it's like more is not always better in right. that case. And mm-hmm. I wasn't allowing my skin barrier to heal and I wasn't supporting my skin barrier. Um, and once I actually um, started skin cycling and um, being like less intense with mm-hmm. my acne treatments, my skin actually started to heal. Do you feel like there is kind of like a shift in like the skincare and beauty industry? There's like so many products out there and I feel like every single day, like some Mm -hmm. influencer or celebrity is like launching some new product and it's like, where, where is this going? But like, do you see like an overarching like theme or like shift to where we're headed? Yeah, I would say definitely seeing an increase in skincare brands out there Mm -hmm. and I think part of that has to do with um, the fact that the barrier to entry to start a brand is so much smaller than before Mm -hmm. which is both a good and a bad thing like it allows um, indie businesses and small businesses to get off the ground at a faster and easier rate Uh, but then you also end up with like an influx of product so it has its pros and cons and I think like I think we're seeing more and more of you know people wanting that like glowy clean mm-hmm. like less like heavy makeup look yeah. more of like oh i want really nice skin so you can wear less makeup yeah. right i think um the direction that it's gone is definitely more of a focus on skin health which i love mm-hmm. um and i've also noticed that the amount of education that we all have now is so much better than um, maybe where we were a decade ago, where people, you know, understand a lot about a lot of skincare ingredients and the importance of wearing sunscreen and just all of these factors um, that make up skin health. But you're like a licensed esthetician, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we should also be wary of like listening to just like people that don't have a yeah. background in skincare mm-hmm. on like TikTok or whatever, like tell us what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I think so. The beautiful thing about TikTok is you can learn so much um, about so many different topics, um, <laughs> but there are a lot of voices that maybe are not as qualified. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we're going to take like a little detour okay. into the jewelry world. Yes. Hey, everyone. Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. So we're going to play a little game where we show you um, three different diamond engagement rings. And this is your personal opinion. So you can rate them from one being like your least favorite Mm -hmm. to 10 being your favorite. And why? So we'll start with this one. This is a five carat emerald cut set with tapered baguettes in a platinum setting. This is a really like elegant, like kind of like timeless looking ring. Yeah. But this would be like for you personally. Okay. (laughs) Um, I would say I'd give this like an eight. An eight? Okay, yeah. why? Um, I love like I love like having the larger stone with the two smaller stones kind of sort of, like hugging it. Um 
So that's like, I always love those styles. And I don't know, I feel like this looks really elegant. Yeah, super clean, classic. Yeah. You can try it on if you want to. <laughs> wow, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one's a little bit different. Okay. This is a 10 karat elongated cushion cut. It's set all in rose gold okay. with pave diamonds on the band and yeah. a hidden halo. My goodness, this one is very sparkly. <laughs> um, I would say, hmm, I'd say maybe a six. Okay. Um, I'm not like a, I'm not super into like really large diamonds. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is a little bit too large for me. A little bit too like flashy and yeah, blingy. Yeah, totally. But really but beautiful. Great for someone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, we have a five carat oval. This is set in platinum with the pave band and hidden halo. This one is really pretty. I really like it. I'd give this like a nine and a half. Okay, so that's the five. favorite. Yeah, so this is definitely my favorite. Um, yeah, I, I think it looks really elegant um, and simple, but like sophisticated. That's like the new classic. Yeah. Instead of like a round, everyone's going for like an oval yeah. for like the elongation. I think it looks really good on the finger. Yeah. It was super cute. Perfect. So that's the winner. Thank you for playing. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, obviously we love jewelry because that's mm -hmm. what we're in, but we think, you know, I think there's something extra special about pieces of jewelry because they can hold like sentimental value. Yeah. You can pass them on. Some people wear like a piece for years mm -hmm. on end. Do you have any like special sentimental pieces of jewelry and why? Yeah, I definitely have um, many pieces. Um, growing up, jewelry um, is definitely a thing that gets passed down from my grandparents and from my mom. Um, I think one one piece of jewelry that I'm wearing right now that I really love is this um, jade necklace. Mm -hmm. So jade is definitely a big part of Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. um, it is supposed to be like very protecting um, to the wearer. And so my grandmother has always had jade jewelry. My mom's engage engagement ring is actually made out of jade. Mm -hmm. um, so I love having this like it kind of feels like a close tie. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's so pretty, too. Yeah. I love jade. Um, I had a jade bracelet, but mm -hmm. it broke. So I feel like that's bad luck, right? Um, <laughs> I think it just I think what it means is that um, the bracelet breaking has Protect protected you from something. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's protected. Yeah. I, I want to get some jade stuff. Um, amazing. So what can we look for? in Mount Lai, like what's like, what do you have in like your five, mm -hmm. 10 year plan? Yeah, some exciting news that just happened. We just <laughs> launched our Calming Herbal Repair Serum Concentrate Balm online at Sephora. Um, and it's a really big milestone for us because it's actually the first skincare product that's rooted in traditional Chinese wisdom to launch at the retailer. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. So when you come up with all your new concentrates mm -hmm. and products, like, do you go, how do you like do the research mm -hmm. or know, you know, what herbs to use or yeah. what are the properties? Like, cause it's always rooted in like that traditional Chinese yeah. method, right? Yeah. Um, so we actually work with a TCM practitioner. Mm -hmm. So they, we kind of tell them this is um, the key benefit that we're targeting and they help us select um, the herbs and the botanicals that we use in the formula. 
And your dad helps you. Yeah. <laughs> That's and he awesome. works really closely. That's amazing. Yeah. So launching new products at Sephora, that's amazing. And then looking forward, any bigger hopes and dreams? Mm -hmm, For sure. So expanding our product assortment. So we have a few um, facial tools launching Mm -hmm. this year. And then next year we have a bunch of um, skincare products launching as well as um, our first electronic tool. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Yeah. Can you tell us what it is? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I will share a little bit, okay. um, but it'll have uh, it'll have LED and it'll have heat therapy, and those are two things I really love. Um, but it'll still tie back to our roots. Amazing! Mm-hmm. I think like facial tools, especially like electronics, are like mm-hmm. hot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to continue to follow you and be a customer. Um, tell everyone where they can find your content, purchase mm-hmm. your products, all of that. Yeah. So for the brand, you can find us at Mount Lai on Instagram and TikTok and on our website, www.mountlai.com. Um, and then for myself, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok as well at Collection of Files. That was such a fun conversation. I love learning about Stephanie's journey and I personally cannot wait to start gua shaing and get my jaw snatched. Which gua sha and product are you guys most interested in trying out? Which one should I get? Let me know.